This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. New Year's resolutions. It's that time of the year again where many of us are excitedly setting goals and dreams that we need to start pursuing from the first week of January. But the thing about New Year's resolution is many of us also don't stick to it after a few weeks have passed. Why does this happen and what should we keep in mind when setting New Year's resolutions? I'm Dashran Johan and this is Today I Learned. On the show with me today is Dr. Eugene T. He's an Associate Professor in Psychology. Welcome to the show, Eugene. How are you doing? Hey, Dashran. Great as always. Happy to hear from you and to speak with you. Yes, very excited to talk to you again as well. Um, Let's get you know, start from the top. Um, Dr. Eugene, why do we like setting New Year's resolutions? Um, every time, you know, it comes December, like everybody is sharing their New Year's resolutions on Instagram. They are talking about it, asking each other, what are your New Year's resolutions? Why do we like setting New Year's resolutions? What's the psychology behind this? Well, that's one great question to kick us off. I would say a new year, a new leaf. There is something about the new year, isn't it, that, that invites us to take stock of where we are in our lives and what we can do to make, you know, set life better for ourselves. I think, I think there is a um, sense of novelty, newness, excitement, maybe the enthusiasm that comes with the new year. And by extension, the newest resolution, isn't it? It's, um, you know, turning over the uh, next page or, you know, grabbing in a new calendar and then saying to ourselves, this is a year I myself, I'm going to, you know, embark on this journey of renewal. I'm going to get fitter, make more money, uh, advance in my career and so forth. Uh, but like you said, I think, um, you know, the, the excitement wears off. And before we know it, and like to quote my friend Sandy here, uh, the path to good intentions leads to McDonald's instead of the gym. <laughs> and so I think the new year also signals to some of us this opportunity for renewal, for resetting one's life for the better at the very start, uh, at least this, this combination for opportunity of renewal and novelty. That's what makes news resolutions, in my view almost something that we become accustomed to setting, say, when we cross over from the, uh, the, the evening of the 31st of December to the new year. I'm very curious, right? What is it about New Year's um, or a particular, you know, it, it's it's this this thing where, you know, you if you, even at home, forget, even if we put aside resolutions, right, Dr. Eugene, we mm. are like, you know, I, I, I'm sure many of us uh, experience this where we, we are procrastinating something or, or we are putting something off and then um, we say, okay, now we need to get to work, but it's um, 10.45 now, let's start at 11. You know, it's, it's that new thing. It's that, that new hour on the clock. It's that, that you know, like, and if it's like 11.05 and we are like, oh, okay, then let's start at 12 or 11.30. And I, I wonder if that's the mm. same with resolutions as well, where, you know, you know, instead of just starting today, we are like, okay, let's do New Year's resolutions. Am I making uh, sense here? Have you, have you heard people uh, who are like this as well? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know too much about the research behind it, though, but I, I get a sense that there's this idea of, of newness, isn't it? When you start something at 1045, it almost seems as if, uh, you know, the hour is going to be up anyway. You might as well just start off on a you know, fresh, clean hour at 11 o'clock. I think to some extent that also applies to our calendar dates. Is it? No one sets a New Year's resolution in December. Is it? So I, I think the idea here might be of framing if you want to, you know, hit the ground running on the start of the new year. That's trying to say like, look, I'm going to get a head start, right? I'm, I'm going to start by building up the momentum 
in the lead up to December 31st. And come January 1st, I'm going to be, you know, already miles ahead, right, of, of everyone else who's only started to, you know, their, their New Year's resolution at the, uh, at the turn of the, of the new year. So I think there's this idea of closure, of completeness, right? Say, ah, oh, you know what, once I hit 11 o'clock, once I hit 1st of January, that is it. This is a fresh, clean slate, right? Um, I, I think there's something, there's a quirk maybe in the brain as well that doesn't deal too well with, you know, um, incomplete tasks or sense that there's no closing of the loop, right? So once that loop has been closed, I think, okay, now I'm all for that new change. And, and here we go. First right. day of the new year, midnight, right? New month. I, I, I think we just seem to gravitate more towards that. Absolutely. Um, but why then do we rarely, or at least when I say we, uh, me, myself, um, rarely follow through with our resolutions, right? Um, you brought up the gym and I think that's a very uh, great example where you know a lot of people tend to also say um, that the gyms are always fullest um, in January. <laughs> and then once you know, February, March comes along, you start to see less crowd in the gym. W- why does this happen? Great question. So you mentioned at the start, I think, um, this idea of of goals, isn't it? So there are multiple reasons for why we don't follow through with our resolutions. I'll start with the most obvious one, uh, most known to, I think, a lot of our listeners, uh, non-specific vague goals. So if we're going to use the fitness example, we know from considerable research on, on goal setting, and this is one of the most robust findings in psychological science, uh, that setting specific goals is much more effective than setting generic goals. So what goal setting theory tells us is that, uh, you know, many of our listeners already know this, so we don't have to unpack what smart goals are, that greater specificity and the greater details that we put to our goals, the better. So to lose weight is not as smart or specific than to say, you know, to shed five kilos by the end of the month by working out at least three times a week at the gym with the help of a physical trainer and changing my diet to increase my daily intake of fruits and vegetables. And I'll keep track of this through calorie counting and my fitness watch. So that's a much more specific goal, right? And that's going to carry you through. But I want to dig a little bit deeper, if I may, Dashran, to also suggest that, you know, we might also lose our motivation for goals if we fixate too much on uh, what, what some psychologists call get good versus get better goals. Okay, right. so yeah, we know from research that progress is a powerful motivator. So getting a sense that you're getting better incrementally each day and, and recognizing this. So this is really what sustains our goal-related actions. So a single trip to the gym is not going to give you that killer beach bod, right? But to recognize that, you know, it's easier to sustain that sense of growth, even if the, in the face of setbacks, if you just keep score of the progress that you're making. So just thinking about fitness goals again, because fairly easy to think about that. Some of you might have also thought about, you know, um, know, how to be a better version of your previous self. So say you set a target to run five kilometers in 30 minutes. You make it in 40 minutes last month. And now, right, you check back and say, hey, I made it now in 37 minutes. That's not quite the 30 minute mark that I want, but that's progress. And that's motivating. So if you frame your goals as I'm getting better, right? Not there yet, but I'm getting there. See how that sustains you. I'll also add just one more point, uh, Dashran, right? I think another reason, I think this is, you know, we're getting deeper, deeper into the, 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 right. the core, the, the essence of our goals is that, you know, once intrinsic motivation, that's going to play a huge role in our goal-directed actions. And, and sometimes we set goals that are not necessarily in concordance, nor in harmony with ourselves. We talked about harmony in our last conversation, so sometimes we don't ask the why of our goals. 
I think it's really important then to distinguish between your what goals. Yeah, getting fit. But why? Why is it that you want to get fit? Why is it that you want to write more, listen more? Why is it that you want to spend more time with your family? So a what goal might sound like I'll go to the gym at least three times a week, um, work out until I hit the 44 active zone minutes on my watch, right? But that right, answers right. the what, but not the why. Why? Right? So if you drill deeper down into what's the why of that goal? Why do I, you know, why do I want to get active uh, to be in better shape? Why? So that I can be admired and be fit and be healthy for my age. Why? So that I can be noticed, noticeably productive, right? Still cognitively sharp. We know there's a link between your body and your brain. Why? So I can ultimately progress in my professional life. Why? So I can be a better husband and a father, right? So I'll, I'll stop there. But essentially digging down into the essence of your goals, aligning them with your values, that's a powerful way of harmonizing your goals with yourself. And imagine that if you start with broad, vague news resolutions and say, look, I'm going to get fit. That's, that's, that's you know, broad, non-specific, that's vague. Drill down deeper, reflect on your goals, answer the why. I think then you get the essence of what it is that, that compels you to act towards those goals. My next question, Dr. Eugene, it, it ties into what we talked about earlier about the, uh, you know, the, the setting some a goal or resolution and hoping to start, you know, at, at the new year or a new hour and things like that. And and psychotherapist Amy Morin wrote, um, and I quote, when people launch their resolution on January 1st, they are making a change based on a calendar date when they think they are prepared to change their lives. This is the reason most resolutions fail, end quote. How do you see it? I, I think that's on point. I mean, if you set your goals in accordance to a certain date, right, then that's almost like a, you know, a, a, a psychological best before, isn't it? And right. you know, our, our, our progress towards our goals are our own, our experiences are our own. So I would say uh, in response to this that you can, but you don't have to and agree that if you're going to pin down your progress on a calendar date, right, I think be prepared for you know, potential hiccups, bumps on the road, on the way, and that prevent you from reaching that goal. So come December 31st, 2023, for instance, right, even if you don't hit that target, right, there's always a sense that, you know, you could always try again. So so not to sort of bind yourself to the calendar date, right? I, I Again, going back to this idea of there being a best before date, right? Uh, I, most people do it anyway, Dashran, because I think New Year, New Leaf, New Page, New Chapter, right. New Whatever, isn't it, psychologically, just seems to sit better on our minds that the new 365 days, a new and exciting opportunity for us to work better, uh, work towards rather a better version of ourselves. Um, and maybe just to add on, um, we, we've talked about you know congruence and harmony. There's actually a term in psychology that speaks to this. Uh, it's it's called passion. And the work of one psychologist, Robert Valerand, tells us that there are two kinds of passion really is the passion in harmony with yourself, that you do it freely, that you do it out of your own volition. Or is it obsessive passion because your friends are egging you on saying that you put on pounds, right, over the festive season, you don't look good, you should feel terrible for the diet that you are, you know, you know, you're on and you got to shed those pounds, right? So something that is in harmony with yourself, right, something which, you know, resonates with who you are and what you want, that's going to be a much more powerful driver of sustained motivation that will carry over when you set and persist on those New Year's resolutions. Um, 
thought of an example here. I'm not a fitness expert. I know I've been giving right. a lot of like fitness related <laughs> stuff examples, but I do know that, and maybe our listeners can uh, relate to this as well, that our fitness routines are more easily sustained and we follow through with them if we choose those that are intrinsically enjoyable and we find pleasure and satisfaction on that on route to our broad, broader goals so if you're if, if you know doing weights not quite your thing right that maybe find a substitute um i, I think just and on this note here to just encourage people to think a lot more broadly about fitness um by saying who says you can't pick up dancing as a way to enhance right. your fitness right because we've shown we've known some new research coming out there saying that not in, only is it good for health and coordination and you know all, all, all that good stuff but also good for your psychological functioning so any form of coordinated movement that challenges you to move new interesting exciting ways if you find that enjoyable i would say go for it right so you know with all of that in mind right dr eugene i'm wondering should we even bother with new year's resolutions to begin with right <laughs> uh, should, should we just uh, you know instead of you know saying okay it's december what should my new year's resolutions be um should we just say okay i, I want to do this let's start tomorrow Oh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Do you have something in mind that you want to start tomorrow, Daphne? We can be each other's accountability <laughs> Oh, Dr. Eugene, like my thing is always is always fitness. Like, I mean, we are using all these analogies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm fairly active in general, oh. but you know, mine I always go back to 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 that, right? Where it's a lack of con- uh, consistency. It is mm-hmm. always because I have that problem. And I think that, mm-hmm. that that problem, when I say problem, I, I'm talking about that let's start on the first. Let's start on, mm-hmm. on the new hour. Let's start <laughs> fresh. And I'm wondering if a lot of it is just me trying to prolong unhealthy um, habits right if i'm uh, if i'm already not dieting let's start dieting on the 1st of january and from now until the 31st of december i can just continue eating whatever i want <laughs> let, let me go through the pleasures first before i subject myself to the pain isn't it yes. so, <laughs> look i think i think uh you know you're not the only one i i can imagine i really thinking about friends and say, look, new year, new me, right? I'm just going to hold off. I mean, there's so many parties and like so many social events happening at the end of the year, right? There's no way I'm going to start dieting now, right? I've got this event to go to. I've got that Christmas due to attend. There's this other wedding that I have to attend to. So we give ourselves, I think it's much easier, don't you think, Dashan, to give yourself that sort of like um, a benign excuse almost to say, yeah, you know what? This is not the best time for me to set up (laughs) a new habit or set us this new goal. It's going to be more challenging. The forces of the universe is conspiring against me setting up, starting up this new, you know, uh, uh, pursuing this new goal or, or starting up this new habit, right? I think it's far easier to do so. I think uh, here we dig into, you know, the, the nuances of goal setting when we talk about willpower and what it means to actually build habits. And if the environment is not conducive to that, uh, if there are too many temptations around, we know habit is shaped very much by, by environmental cues. Uh, and so don't beat yourself up to it, though. I'm just going to say it's going to be that much harder right? and much more uh, likely to, to prompt you to default into the easier um, position of starting things only at the new year and not when, like I said, the forces of the universe are conspiring against you and not, not helping keep me away from that chapter. Absolutely. All right, we do need to go for a very quick break. On the show with me today is Dr. Eugene T, Associate Professor in Psychology. After the break, I ask him for tips on setting New Year's resolutions. Keep it here on Today I Learned, BFM 89.9.
Welcome back to Today I Learned. I'm Dr. Johan and on the show with me today is Dr. Eugene T, Associate Professor in Psychology and we're talking about New Year's resolutions. So Eugene, um, before we get into the tips on, on what we should be doing, um, perhaps you can spend a couple of minutes to talk about what we should avoid when crafting New Year's resolutions. Uh, what are the traps that people often fall into that you know perhaps you can you can highlight that a little bit? Really just as an extension of the responses that I provided in just a while ago, the flip side almost, right? So this, as the usual, don't set vague, non-specific goals. Don't set goals that are not in harmony or not in concordance with your values or your aspirations. Uh, don't set goals that become an all-consuming passion that takes away, takes you away from, you know, uh, certainly not not those that takes you away from your relationships, damage, damages your health. But I do want to add one additional thing. Um, it's just crossed my mind as well, right? To avoid, to avoid when you're pursuing your goals, and uh, just to um, suggest this from my dear friend Sandy, right? Don't be too unkind. Don't be too harsh um, when you don't quite hit your goals or your targets, or you find yourself missing the mark uh, when, say, you're trying to form a, a new habit en route towards these goals be kind to yourself it's a form of self-compassion that's going to be you know uh, helpful in sustaining your your progress as you meet those goals so i always think not yet maybe not today but someday right um, recognize when you become excessively critical of yourself be mindful of that self-criticism acknowledge as well you know that everyone has uh, they're facing their own unique sets of struggles and challenges on their on their own goal pursuits as well this idea of common humanity is really so important, right? People set goals, right? But not all of them, you know, meet them. We, we hear so many success stories, but we also want to be kind and understanding in recognizing that there are others too who, who don't meet those targets. And likewise, you might find yourself in that situation as well. Choose to be kind. So even if you do on occasion, don't meet your own lofty aspirations. Uh, and oh, oh, um, um, new, uh, fairly new research as well, right? Don't forget to reward yourself. I think just right. you know, very nicely dovetailing with this idea of self-kindness. So uh, one study I, I, I can remember um, showed us that long-term goal commitment is, is more sustainable when we experience immediate rewards from having started that long-term goal, right? So, and it shows, right, that this does especially work for New Year's resolutions. So having puffing in the gym, you sweat it all out. Oh, it's such a strain. Oh, my muscles are aching, right? Treat yourself to a social, right? Obviously, don't, don't, don't binge, right? That's going to be counterproductive. <laughs> but but find some way to reward yourself because tying that reward to, you know, that 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 difficult goal, that first step for it, that's going to sustain uh, your efforts uh, for as long as possible. Right. And on that note, right? Um, how do we now that we already know how to? What are the traps that we need to avoid? Um, how do we then go about? You know, what's the starting point to create meaningful change in our lives? Hmm. Again, really glad you asked this because it gives me this opportunity to talk to you, <laughs> right, about habits. So I right. think one of the ways to create a meaningful change in one's life is to build a habit, right? That habit can be a positive habit to have more, to do more, to think more, to, to feel more in some way, or to avoid right, certain pains and sufferings, discomforts, unhealthy tendencies, so bit by bit, well, lam lam Munjadi Bukit, isn't it? So habits are essentially automatic behaviors, right? And so what you want to do, right, in thinking about these habits, uh, they're broadly defined as a tendency for repetition. So what you want to do in your efforts in using habits to create a meaningful change in your life is to cultivate that habit, right, uh, which will eventually become 
automated, right? Almost non-conscious. It's will, but it's non-conscious while also reducing your tendency to engage in non-beneficial, non-conscious behavior. You pass by the fridge. You don't reach for that fizzy drink anymore. You reach for something that's a little bit healthier, fruit juice, for instance. So here's an acronym um, to, to help you think about your habits and to keep you on track with your goals. So if you have a new resolution or a goal in mind, just remember the acronym SNAP, S-N-A-P, right? Which stands for, firstly, start strong, no exceptions, no excuses, right? Right. is just do it, right? Always act, always act. And uh, we talk about willpower so much, practice exercising your will, right? So it's easy to succumb to the temptation of the social events, right? But always know that you have the ability to exercise that will. So you are essentially true repetition using SNAP, uh, building a habit that keeps you progressing, nudging you almost in the right direction of your goals. So I'll give you a tangible example from um, a non-fitness one. Mm -hmm. Say I want to be a better speaker and writer. And those two skills, I think, go hand in hand. I might make a habit of it to to journal a little bit every day, to gather my thoughts, to reflect, compose ideas, and and maybe if it even is like you know non technical theoretical stuff like planning for the next day, at least I get some writing done, right? Right. I, I verbalize and I hear my own thoughts, and then I put them down on paper on my Microsoft um, Word document. So I watch for the words that I use. I try to be as mindful about the way I structure my sentences, organize my paragraphs. I give no exceptions. Importantly, Dashran, I'm not gonna preach what I don't practice. <laughs> I turn on my phone if I'm on the road, if I'm right, not, if I don't have my laptop with me. So yeah, maybe the entries might be shorter, but it's still, you know, it's a persistent habit. Eventually, eventually though, uh, what happens, Dashran, is that uh, my days are gonna feel incomplete if I don't write a journal entry for the day. Right? Okay. So I'm not small. Don't write a full page when a paragraph will do. Don't um, don't run the marathon. Don't jump on the marathon until you can make comfortable, brisk walks around your neighborhood daily, right? And it works for bad habits too. One less salty potato chip pack per week and in its place, maybe a fruit or grain snack. So, so nudge yourself like I was saying, right? Uh, and when you're mindful of it, that habit will eventually stick. More difficult habits take longer, but these are just some of the steps that you can take en route to, to a healthier, more meaningful change in your life. Sounds like what Master Yoda, Yoda said, right? Do or do not, there is no try. It's <laughs> like Yoda now, do I? <laughs> um, Eugene, um, in a recent column, um, Sunny Side Up on the Star, Sandy Clark, which is your friend you brought up earlier, wrote that he did some exercises that you suggested um, to help him sort of formulate his thoughts um, in terms of setting New Year's resolutions, setting goals. Um, perhaps you can go through them one by one. What are these, uh, what are the exercises? Sure. Um, so on the article, Dashran, we identified a couple of um, well steps. Firstly, to identify possibilities through goal statements. And uh, really, this echoes uh, what we have been discussing for a fair bit um, in, 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 in this segment of, uh, right. of the show. Uh, the more details, generally, the better. Uh, so while I've come across articles, right, and just to, just to balance off the conversation here by saying that, yes, uh, the tyranny of should goals, the tyranny of goals, it restricts us. My personal opinion and suggestion, based on my observations, is that most of the time, goals are not specific enough. So when you're saying, I want to have 15% body fat by, by August, that's great. I encourage you to think further on the how of your goals, certainly the why of your goals. Uh, how would you accomplish this? Right? So think, exercise, 
diet, lifestyle changes, walking a little bit more each day, making sure you sleep more regularly. There's so many ways to actually approach this goal. So um, that first point there on identifying possibilities, right? Giving yourself those options. Well, fitness, it, it, I, I think, right, if you commercialize it, it, the gym will get you to think that that's the only place you can get fitness when, in fact, that's certainly not true. Right. Right. Uh, secondly, identify the potentials, right, that you could have uh, that you could use to help you reach those possibilities. And, you know, the question might be on, does it mean you know, setting realistic goals based on your capabilities and talents? Short answer to that, absolutely. Slightly longer answer. I'll also add that, you know, even the audacious goals you set for yourself can be realistic if you break it down, right? You can have right. a movie. Right, a because... Longer. Hmm, because, because so to, on that note, right, I'm wondering what if, you know, okay, let's say if I already know that, okay, I'm, I'm a journalist, I have so, so on and so forth skill sets. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's about sharpening it, right? So I can mm-hmm. say I need to read um, so and so books um, and then maybe I need to read a little bit more political books uh, or something. Or if I want to like understand Southeast Asia, I can say like, okay, maybe I need to start reading books about Southeast Asian history and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But what if it's something that it's completely outside of my of my existing capabilities, right? Let's say I can't dance at all. Can I should should that be a new New Year's resolutions? How do I approach that if I just say, okay, next year I want to dance and I want to be good at it? How do I approach those kind of resolutions? The only line that comes to thought, Ashran, is to dance like no one is watching. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and do that, Ashran. Uh, you might get in touch with someone who is you know, who's, who's already into dancing. Right. Um, I don't know if you have a preference for a particular style, right? Something that jives with you. I think uh, you might have heard of the quote that dancing is, what was it? Horiz- a vertical expression of horizontal desire. Right. right? So, so what's a form of dancing that resonates with your dash run? You look like a salsa tango sort of person. <laughs> and you're into fitness, right? So animated, lively, sort of exciting movements what kind of style of music did you like uh and and what what do you think resonates with you right so easy to think about this from a you know from uh, in terms of your professional goals and but this is i, I would think more of a, a leisure sort of yeah. lifetime type of goal for you right isn't it? so what style of music do you think suits you what style of dance actually suits you that's going to jive a lot more with with who you are that's going to sustain your interest for far longer than something that does not if you don't like ballroom, I'm not going to judge you for that, right? But salsa, flamenco, I, I don't know the difference. That, but you, you look like you could carry a um, South American style pretty well, Dashwin. Just my recommendation. Am I wrong? Interesting. That, well, I, I don't know um, because I'm actually a pretty terrible dancer. I think I don't know. Um, I, I, ba- I barely dance, but, you know, I might give your recommendation a shot. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, then the next tip I also really like, um, Eugene, you mentioned in your the article, I mean, Sandy's article, which is invite a friend along for the journey. Why is this important? Hmm. Well, accountability matters. So uh, it's not a coincidence that uh, when you said, you know, you, you embark on goal-related behaviors and attempts to meet your goals, that you find it a lot more sustainable if you have a buddy along for the ride. I think it's possibly the main reason, arguably the main reason why People are more likely to want to commit to go to the gym if their friends join, join alongside them. I imagine you'd be much more motivated to attend dance lessons, right? If you have friends who are going to go along and they're go- you're going to go enjoy, you know, making it not just um, 
um, you know, allegedly pass them by a social event as well. So long and short of it, I think it's just far more interesting and engaging doing things together with friends. They don't have to be there to hover over you to say, hey, that friend, right? Wrong movement, wrong, wrong posture, wrong series of steps. Like, no, you're there to have fun. And for this leisure goal, I think it's just going to be a lot more fulfilling, engaging, uh, and, and certainly sustaining if you went along with friends. Right? If you want to set goals together as one, right? Say we want to be in, a ne- in, in next year's dance competition, by all means, go ahead, right? That's also going to help a sense of accountability, sustain. We are all in this together. I'm not pursuing the goals just for myself. I'm doing it for my friends as well. Right. Absolutely. And what is the final tip that you like to suggest? Um, final message. Wow. Okay. Um, to maybe think as well about a little bit about um, you know, check-ins, uh, feedback from, from people around you, checkpoints, uh, that, that's one way to actually make sure that you're on track. Um, but something a little bit more broad, Ashwin, I want to say, I think at the root of it all, there is, um, if I can say, truth to the truism, right, that we can achieve what we set our minds on, right? So what we think about ourselves and our goals, the ones that we, we choose, that shapes our actions and done repeatedly, um, habits build us into individuals uh, that we wish to be, we aspire to be. Uh, it determines the success and the well-being that we experience in our lives. Uh, but I'll, I'll sort of end here, uh, if I may, by, by thinking about this quote, an anonymous quote, but I think captures quite nicely um, what we've been discussing here. So here it goes, right? Sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow an action, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. You sow a character, you reap a destiny. So just to unpack that a little bit, the person you are, the person you wish to become, comes from organizing your thoughts, your actions, and habits towards the goal you set for yourself. And so hopefully that gets you thinking about what you are thinking. So it's all yeah. meta thoughts, isn't it, right? And uh, just to bring that with you as you approach the new year or whenever you start the goals, uh, the resolutions you have for yourself towards being a better version of yourself. Absolutely. And on that note, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Eugene. My pleasure, Dashan. Always enjoyed it. Always enjoyed it. That was Dr. Eugene T. He's an associate professor in psychology. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashan Johan, and this has been Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.